Hey, welcome to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Alan. So glad to be with you today. And as always, I'm here with Trent. And Trent, here I am in Texas. I am living the dream. It's about 65 degrees today. The sun's out. The weather's nice. And uh, uh, you've got the fireplace going. So what's going on, man? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it is cloudy and cold and windy and it's about 40 degrees here so i'm hating you right now but uh <laughs> i do have a fire going and uh so hopefully that doesn't you guys don't hear that going in the background as it pops and goes but it's keeping me warm so life is good yeah it's beginning to look a lot like christmas yes so, uh, <laughs> at least for you uh, but um, i guess it's probably pretty christmasy here as far as uh it goes in East Texas. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. we kind of want to talk about that today, Trent, because, you know, when I made the move from Colorado to Texas, it definitely changed the atmosphere around Christmas a little bit. And every now and then we get a change of our perspective around Christmas. And we want to talk about that because one of the things that you and I hear from pastors we have experienced in pastoral ministry is that sense of, man, how do I make Christmas fresh? To everyone in the church how do i make easter fresh when everyone knows what passage we're going to look at everyone knows what we're going to talk about you know how do we do that yeah yeah alan i was meeting with a group of pastors this morning for breakfast and we were talking and, and one of the guys brought that up um that he you know his prayer was that god that would show him how to keep it fresh because it is it's like you said alan that we, we're we're preaching the same passages, both at Christmas and Easter. Um, the story of scripture is the same. And you have some people that only come to your church on Christmas and Easter. So they think that that's all you ever preach, you know, because that's all they ever hear. Uh, we call those CEO Christians, those Christmas and Easter only Christians. Um, and so, you know, as a pastor, is that an issue that we should be concerned about? If it is, how are, how can we keep it more fresh? And so that's kind of the discussion that I want to have today with you, Alan. Yeah. So, so Trent, um, when you think about getting ready for Christmas, when did you start to kind of really focus in on Christmas? Now, we have confessed that we, we have a lot of friends who are guys who preach really long series and will stay in a book for months and months and months. And you and I were both shorter series kind of people um mm -hmm. so when did you really start to kind of maybe plan your christmas series usually honestly i didn't start that until like october uh because we're leading up to that you know in september was always back to school stuff um and and it was kind of in the back of my mind starting in october and then boy first of november you're hard after it you know trying to put all the pieces together because you've got your children's ministry that's coming to you saying, Hey, when can we have a Sunday and all this stuff? So yeah, mine's a little bit later probably than, than some. Yeah. I would try to do mine actually a year in advance. And that was always kind of a difficult thing. And oftentimes I'd end up changing that or maybe even going in a little bit different direction, but I tried to at least kind of have a, a, a way where I knew thematically I was fitting in to, to where I was going. So we recognize there's a lot of different ways that you put together um, your Christmas series and you think about Christmas. Again, some of you are going to plan that way in advance. Some of you might may have a real, really good plan, but then you get to Christmas and you kind of throw your hands up and you don't know what you're doing. 
So today we hopefully offer you a little bit of help. So, uh, you know, if you want to kind of keep things fresh, first suggestion today is just maintain your series. Don't don't necessarily break. Yeah, in my discussion that I was having with a group of pastors this morning, one of the guys that was in the discussion, he said that, you know, he would typically uh, preach a, a series, be in the middle of a preaching a book of the Bible, and he wouldn't change because it was Christmas, he might take one Sunday and and preach, you know, a different passage, but he would typically continue on through the book or through the series. And, and then even in Easter, do the same thing. So I understand that there's some that may just continue on with what they're doing. Yeah, I've heard that. That's probably a really common approach in the pastors that I've talked to, is they'll take a, a week or two off um, around Christmas, a week or two off around Easter and do a one-off, maybe maybe sometimes a, a two-week-off type thing. Um, and then they're right back into their series. Some of them will even plan their series to where, you know, they knew they were going to be maybe preaching through Isaiah, and they just time it just outright that you're going to hit a right passage in Isaiah around that time. So um, there's a lot of different approaches there. That's not everybody, but it is certainly a, a valid approach and one that a lot of people like to employ and how how they do things so you know there's no telling what you're going to be preaching on up until uh, maybe that very christmas eve message and we'll be kind of maybe talk about that specifically in a little bit um you know trent one of the things that we value in this whole process is remembering to the role of prayer in all this mm-hmm. um, you probably prayed about what series you needed to do um and if you're not doing a long series you're hopefully praying about Lord, what is it that that you want to say through your word to the church? Yeah, and that that just makes sense. I mean, it's it's something that you do not just at Christmas and Easter, but you do this all the time on every passage that you preach, that you're spending time in prayer because you're wanting God to give you fresh insight in whatever passage that you're using. Um, because honestly, there are people in your church that have heard probably most of the Bible many times in their lives. And so there is that desire to, God, I want to keep whatever I'm preaching fresh. I want to, you know, I want to be able to share what the message that you have, God, for those people that are in my church. And so I think prayer is a big part of that, especially as you look toward Christmas and Easter. Yeah, absolutely. Prayer is at the heart of all that we do. We can't communicate enough with God. And the more we we communicate with God, the easier it's going to be to communicate with our people. So, you know, really just ask God to show you where he wants you to go. And, you know, I'm often amazed at how often God did that for me um, in my preaching and in those times where it's needed. And, you know, we have this conversation all the time with other pastors of, you know, I was preaching this, and it's just what our church needed to hear today. It was scheduled. I didn't know what it was going to be, and yet it's exactly what God wanted. Or I'll show up to preach a message. They didn't know what I was preaching on, and yet all the songs line up. God has yeah. a way <laughs> of working in, in a way that is far beyond our understanding. So our third one in here is to, to change your perspective. And, you know, this is something that you put this note together, and I appreciate it. This is just kind of one of those things I wanted to add, is this idea that for someone, the Christmas story is fresh. 
and for more and more people in our society, the Christmas story is fresh. So we need to sometimes change our perspective and, and look at it from the standpoint of what if I've never even been to church? Well, and you hope that your people are inviting someone. Um, this is the time of year, both Christmas and Easter, when people are more open to coming. And if they're invited by someone, um, not just seeing a flyer, um, they're more likely to come. And so, yeah, you hope and pray that there's somebody that attends your church on any given Sunday that the, that the gospel is fresh to them. Uh, and I'm really glad that you brought this up uh, because you're, you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording today that um, there are, there is a need for people to hang on to that, those traditions and to be reminded. And, you know, at Christmas and Easter, especially as families are gathering, they, you know, they, they want and long for that, that thing that they have experienced over the years. They want to, experience that again with their family yeah so most people actually don't want us to get too cute at the holidays um, they don't want us to get too cute over easter um, they want they want us to be pretty straightforward and i find that kind of reassuring and, and refreshing you know i don't know you probably have a favorite christmas movie that you watch every year you know, I, I probably watch too many of them every year. But, you know, I've seen, I've seen a Christmas story a thousand times. We've watched White Christmas over and over and over again. Yeah. We we watch Elf because I know Santa personally and all those kinds of things. And why do I do that every year? I've seen them over and over and virtually memorized them. But why do I do it? Because there's an emotional attachment to that. And I certainly have an emotional attachment to the Christmas story. Um, it's the story of God stepping into this world. I mean, what what's more beautiful than that? And the same would be true about about the resurrection. So don't don't be afraid to keep that at the center of, of everything because it is always has a way of being fresh and new um, to us. So let's move on. Uh, what about uh, this idea of, of keeping a look out and you kind of have a story to go along with that. Yeah. Um, again, this morning, the group of guys, I really got a lot out of. And by the way, I just want to remind you, if you're a minister, you need to get together once in a while with a group of other fellow ministers just to shoot the breeze and, and get new ideas. But this morning, as part of our discussion, another pastor said that he had been praying for God to give him some insight into how to uh, preach and what to preach uh, during the, you know, during this holiday season. And he received an email that was just titled, what time is it? And uh, that email had some good insights that uh, from an organization that uh, was talking about discipleship, but um, he, he, you know, kind of took that idea and is preaching that and using that title um you know, to fit in with the scripture and the, you know, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. And so that, you know, just kind of keep an eye out as you're, as you're going along, God will put some things in front of you that will surprise you and give you a new idea on how to present the scripture. Yeah. It's kind of like what we're doing today, Trent. I mean, we took a conversation you actually had this morning and it's become the foundation for a conversation um, on our podcast. 
we have a list of things that we're ready to do a podcast on, but we felt that this was more timely and more necessary. And I think that's kind of what you're looking for. You know, what, what is it that God would have you say um, in these moments? Uh, you know, we're in a world right now that's really upside down. The Middle East is, is upside down all over again. And what, what do we do with that? You know, and yet we remember that in the midst of chaos, there's a quietness in the storm. And that's when Jesus came. And, you know, we, we can find him in all, all this chaos um, because he, he has already walked in it and walked through it. And we can certainly see that in the Christmas story. So I think it's really good to just take time to look around whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in the world, but see how that relates to the Christmas story. And that allows us to do something because this is one I think is really big. You say we need to tell your story. The story is huge and the power of story is huge. Why, why is this so important? Alan, as, as we, uh, as we think about both the holiday season and the Easter season that will come later on this next year, they both lend themselves to people telling their story. Um, you know, and, for a pastor, don't forget the power of your God story or your story of, of how God taught you, you know, about Christmas and why this was so valuable. You're telling your story is important. And, you know, I think it's really cool to be able to invite some people to share their story. Um, the Gospels really are people sharing this, the story of their encounter with Jesus and so why can't we do the same thing is that we share our encounter with Jesus. And so I would, during the holidays, I would invite, you know, some people to share during the service, um, you know, every week, get a couple that would share. And it's such an opportunity in time to be able to use your story to point to Jesus. You can wrap that into your Advent time. You can wrap it into a special time in the service. You can wrap it into the sermon. You can uh, wrap it in through video. There are so many different ways to add elements of story um, into what you're doing, but you're right. And I think especially even more so with Christmas, the, the stories are even more impactful. You know, um, I've had some, there's some joyous stories where you remember, you know, uh, as a kid getting your first favorite gift, um, there's some hard ones where you remember a first Christmas without someone you care about um, that, that proved to be a real challenge. And you've got people in your church who need to share that story, too. This is a hard Christmas for me because I lost my my mate of 50 years, you know, and that's hard. And we forget that those, there's power in that story, though, because what does Christmas remind us that we have hope and that our hope is in Christ? So telling that story can really pull a church together and really make Christmas sing out. Well, yeah, Alan, as we were this past week, I was in Chicago and we were taking a mission team up to Chicago. And on our way back, we started sharing. I asked everyone on the on the bus to share their, you know, favorite Christmas memories and Christmas stories. And there were, you know, lots of different ones, but there were some that were very hard to share because of losses or um, things that have happened to them. And then that, that really did allow people to empathize with each other and understand that 
Christmas time brings up lots of emotions. And, and so that can be true on a mission trip. It can be true in your church service. It can be true about anywhere, using those stories to be able to share and draw people together. So Trent, we, we, we've each been in our new roles a little over two years. And one of the things that, that I, I look forward to in my role is, is December, because December is the month that I am called upon the least amount, typically, um, to fill in in other churches. Um, I, I love doing it, but I also love the break every now and then. Um, but one of your suggestions here is to invite another minister to come and preach. Um, you know, I've always found that guys tend to be a little hesitant to give up their pulpit in December. Feel guilty about doing that. So how does this suggestion tie in? Well, you know, when I was pastoring, there were times when, and my family was, you know, 14, 15 hours away. Uh, Dana's family was a little bit closer, but, um, you know, there were times when as a minister, even I needed to be able to have some Christmas time with my family and drive to go be with our extended family. And so um, don't be afraid to ask somebody. I know it's not typical and, you know, pastors want to have that Christmas Eve service or whatever. Um, but, you know, in an effort to keep it fresh, this is a great way, even if you're still there, if you're not going to leave and go out of town, but bring in a, a friend or another minister that you know will do a great job and share that they allow, are allowed to share a story and to preach the same story in a different way, and it will get people's attention. Yeah, I think that is something to consider. And, you know, we remind guys all the time, you don't have to preach, you know, 50 weeks a year. It's good every now and then to let people hear a different voice. You may have, um, you know, I think one of the things you could do is invite a former pastor, a retired pastor to come in and just share um, during this time of year. You know, I know uh, I always think of the last Sunday of the year, the first Sunday of January is kind of the, the newbie time mm -hmm. <laughs> where you're going to let someone who doesn't have a lot of experience preach. But leading into Christmas would be a great time to bring in someone who, who um, has experienced someone who, who um, maybe for whatever reason is now retired, and they're going to do a great job um, with this with with Christmas um, because we've all done that. And again, they're going to provide something that other people haven't heard before, and it will be fresh to them. So I think that's a great suggestion. I also give you a chance to catch your, your breath and get a little bit of a break during a really busy time of year in, in your local church. So there's one other thing, Trent, you and I love to hang out with kids. Um, it, it, it helps us feel a little bit younger. So, <laughs> you know, children and students can be given a role to help out in Christmas. How, how can we use children and students and really engage our whole church in the, in the heart of Christmas? Well, remember that today's theme is how to keep it fresh during Christmas and Easter and the holidays times and this is children and youth do such a great job of that and and parents they get enthralled in watching their children share the story and so allowing your kids older kids youth to read the scripture to share the story even if you're going to preach um, letting them tell the story I was in the church uh, this past Sunday and they had a little girl that came up and she read the some of the prophecy in Isaiah 
And, and that was so good, you know, just to hear that little girl share the story. And then the pastor came up and, and shared and preached. But it just added a little something new to have that young person share. And it, it draws people in, right? When it's something a little bit different, it draws people in and gets their attention. Yeah, I love that. So kids add something to it. You know, when I was a, a pastor, I didn't do a children's message every week, but at Christmas I did, and it was always a big deal. And then I passed it off to our children's minister, and she was able to do that. But it's fun just to bring the kids up, to engage engage the kids, um, use them as props in telling a story. Kids love to, to just be, be in front of people. Um, bring your students, engage your students in, in what's going on. Let them have a role. You know, one of the things I think is really cool around here, I've got a lot of churches that do different types of things, churches that are still doing musicals, and they get a lot of their kids and students involved in that. We've got churches that do things called the Night in Bethlehem, where they act out um, what what the streets of uh, of Bethlehem would have been like in that, in that day, and they have students engaged in that, kids engaged in that, and they have a role in telling the Christmas story. There are so many ways to engage our entire church, but especially engage our students and kids because they want to be engaged and they want to be a part of what God wants to do. And I think that's a wonderful suggestion. Mm -hmm. Well, and the church that we're members of, their, their Christmas program, they're calling it a multi-generational worship experience. And so you've got little kids doing, you know, part of the choir stuff, plus they're doing bells and ukuleles and adults doing handbells. And it's just a lot of stuff. And so this this time of year lends itself to families being drawn together. And so when you can use more than just your adult population to do things in the service, it really does help people to capture their attention. Well, there you go. We've given you seven things to think about just to try to maybe uh, make Christmas time and Easter time a little fresher as you're thinking about how you're going to preach through those, how you're going to lead through those times. Um, but remember, keep it simple. It's really not about us and what we put out. It's really about that Christ came, He lived, He died, He rose again for us. So uh, keep, keep your focus, keep your perspective in the right place. Um, and most of all, um, Stay true to God's word and all of that. And I know he will return it fruitfully um, as a result of that. So uh, we're very grateful that you take time to listen to us and uh, to hear what we've got to say. And we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Let us know uh, what we can talk about. We want to honor your time. And again, we're grateful for you, for all our listeners. And if you do something for us, uh, please share this with someone else and let them know how the Enduring Churches podcast has benefited you. We hope you have a a great week and a wonderful Christmas season.